0: Welcome to the Learning Exchange, where L&D and HR professionals can dig deep into the ever-changing landscape of online learning and talent development. Each episode, we'll explore innovations in learning and discuss best practices with special guests from inside and outside the learning world. L&D is evolving, and the Learning Exchange is here to help you keep pace. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Learning Exchange. For this episode, uh, let's discuss learning and development as a strategic business partner. To dive into this topic, I think I first have to start by asking some questions just to get us thinking. Do you and your learning and development team feel like order takers, maybe? Um, Do you feel like perhaps you're always brought into the conversation? way later than you think you should be? Have you or your learning and development team been caught by surprise in kind of uncovering that maybe there are some learning activities happening throughout the business that your team isn't plugged into? Well, there's a good chance that you could answer, yep, we feel like order taker. Yeah, we feel like we're always late to the party. And yes, maybe we stumbled across some learning activities that were happening throughout the business and we weren't really at the core of it don't worry, you're not alone. It happens. Um, So that leads me to my next couple of questions that help us really shift years. Does the business actually know what your team is responsible for? And I mean, in a deeper sense, so not just the fact that either you're the team behind the learning management system or you're the team behind this particular training program. Do they really know what your team function is? Or do they just know you through the output? Meaning they just know you through the couple of e-learning courses, maybe a virtual training, maybe some job aids. Do they understand all the things that your team is is tasked with doing, the stuff that happens behind the scenes? Um, On the flip side, do you and your team know what each of the business leaders and departments are responsible for? And more specifically, what their goals and objectives and KPIs are. I think it can be really easy for all of us in learning and development to try and build our own agenda, Um, the things that we know the business needs, whether it's tied to some particular initiative, um, some new thing the business is trying to do that we know really needs training. Or maybe we are very confident in knowing the things that are tied to our own learning and development department goals. But how often do you find yourself spending time nurturing relationships with department leaders, division leaders, people managers, to really understand all the different perspectives? There's a good chance that if you uh, if you start down this path or if you're already doing this, that you can relate. With the notion that perhaps the division head may have a very different perspective on what things are needed, what things are relevant, and what the employees care about as it relates to learning and development than the department head. And that could be different than the actual frontline manager. For those reasons, it is a very worthwhile investment of your time that can lead to some pretty amazing transformation. Moving you and your learning and development team from the the kind of stance of order taker and reactive partner to a trusted and more proactive strategic business partner. The number of benefits are, I can't even articulate how many benefits that you could receive from having that transition take place, but a handful of things that you could immediately recognize when we can find ourselves shifting to that, that business partner where we actually understand at all levels what the sentiment is, what the tone is, what people really think and and care about as is, is kind of being important from a learning perspective, we can start to see that the business can emerge with proactive paths for career development and progression, having a different kind of understanding at that level. Helps us be able to put a few more pieces together. Um, And oftentimes, I think we can be held to uh, the information that we receive, whether it's a kind of a survey, maybe the department leaders or the department heads, division heads are bringing us some information. Maybe it's your executive team sitting in a room making decisions for the entire organization, but maybe don't have the full trust and transparency that allows for people to give honest feedback and really expose what's needed. As we shift into that trusted business partner mindset and relationship, it also can dramatically impact engagement. Uh, Engagement is supported and built and can be extended through the trust that comes with these kinds of relationships. Uh, When we increase engagement, then we see participation really goes up. We see, ultimately, that knowledge transfer, knowledge gain throughout the organization goes up. Ultimately, when we can get to this place where we are viewed, learning and development is viewed as a trusted strategic business partner at all levels in the organization, we have complete visibility to what people really want. So there may be this preconceived idea that because you're in this department, these are the five training topics that you really care about or that your department cares about. The reality is people may already have a path to understand how to develop their functional training, uh, how to get more skilled at certain tasks, certain responsibilities as part of their job, but they may have all these other things that they really want to develop in service of their next step in their career, or maybe it's they they know they could unleash some of their potential if they could just bring this part of their passion to life in their job. Having that kind of visibility and, and getting that feedback helps us do that. And we earn the right to, to get that feedback from people when we move into that trusted business partner relationship. Now, all of those things ultimately lead to increased productivity, much better performance, and that leads to an increase in retention and ultimately a thriving culture. Now, you may be sitting there going, okay, yep, I get it. The things that you're saying make sense. Not really questioning that, but I'm really wondering, how do I make that shift? Are there certain steps I can take that help me start to move from order taker to business partner? And the short answer is, yeah, there are a ton of things you can do. And I've got a few tips that I want to share, um, things that you might be able to try. Um, some things maybe a little bit smaller, uh, some things more widespread and, and broader reaching, uh, more visibility to them. But I think there's some things that you could try, um, small or large, to see what your organization will tolerate. First thing is we have to think about how we really develop the relationships. Um, so it's not about showing up with an agenda. It's not about saying, here's the things I need from you, but really just look for ways to build relationships with people, get to know people, let them get to know you, let them get to know your team. Um, If we think about that, the department heads, the division leaders, maybe request that someone from your team have the opportunity to periodically attend one of their leadership meetings. Every team usually has a team meeting on a recurring period, a recurring basis. Typically when you've got managers of managers, you end up with some leadership team meetings that come together at various levels in the organization. And so we know the meetings are happening. We just have to be willing to raise our hand and say, can I please get five minutes on the agenda? I just wanna come and meet the team I want to come and just talk a little bit more about what we in learning and development can do, uh, how we can offer value to your teams, but also to be able to understand what information you might have to share with us and and provide some structure to that feedback. In a similar fashion, I think you could take it down a level and actually get into the team meetings. So, not just the collection of managers that are meeting, but actually the functional team meetings. Uh, Reach out to any people manager and say, hey, I'd love to be able to get on your your team meeting for five or 10 minutes and just be able to come in and ask questions, come in and share some information about what we're working on or what we're thinking. Create a safe safe space where people feel like they're valued, where they're heard, where they can contribute. Um, A lot of times I think people don't share because they don't feel like we want them to share. And in many cases, that's not the case itself. We we don't not want them to share. Maybe we just haven't been very clear about giving them a method through which they can share. Um, so when we can get into these more face-to-face kind of personal meetings, I think it allows us to earn the trust and then we can learn what the learners are actually wanting and needing. And we can give them a chance to share their sentiments openly and honestly. Um, there's also there's value in doing this at all levels. Um, if you just did it at that senior leadership level, you're going to get some valuable information and it is a great place to start. But the deeper that you dig into things, the more information you're going to uncover. And uh, what I've personally found to be extremely valuable is being able to meet with people managers in my own organization and just have a chat. Um, kind of get a sense of what they're thinking, what they're feeling, and uh, kind of how all of that stuff may or may not be getting in the way of, of them personally reaching their goals for the company. And then how does that affect the broader team? A lot of times, I find that when I can get into these individual team meetings, uh, I get a lot more insight than I would have worked otherwise, uh, because I'm I'm not getting the feedback from a manager who's looking at it from a management task perspective but I'm actually getting feedback from my learners. I'm asking every person to put on the learner hat and tell me what matters to them. Um if you don't have the ability to get into those meetings, um you know, right some some cultures are really closed when it comes to the structure of those meetings and it's a get the team business done and move on, but if you can get in great, if not think about maybe surveys and polls. Uh, Once you've started to build a little bit of the trust and credibility, you'll see more engagement in your surveys and your polls. People will start to trust that there's someone behind the survey or the poll that actually cares, that that understands, that can relate. And it's another great way that you could start, again, target it at a broad brush, maybe its whole organization, start in smaller pockets, pick a department, pick a team, and pilot the experience. Send a quick survey, three or four questions to try and uncover topics and themes that are really, really resonating with people. What do they really want to know about more? What do they want to learn about, read about? Uh, where do they want to develop themselves? And then sort of take a step back and look at how that may or may not align with their department goals and with the broader company goals. It's a good chance there's a lot of hidden nuggets of information in there that would help you mobilize talent in a very different way. And then the last piece is really, regardless of what method you're using to get the feedback uncovered, make sure that you are always creating action plans and following up. Anytime you meet with a team, anytime you take a survey, plan to follow up. I usually try to do it in at least three touches. The first touch is a summary or a recap of the takeaways. I joined your team meeting today. I learned a lot of great stuff. The key takeaways for me were one, two, three. And here's what the next steps look like. Now, a lot of times, the next steps may still be to be determined. So the next step might be that, You'll get another email or another conversation will happen once I've had a chance to really synthesize that information into some action. So then the second touch point I have is often an action plan. And that's where I am just purely trying to lay out for the team, for anybody that was involved in the conversation. Here's what we heard. We were able to translate that to some action. And here's what the course of action looks like. Here's generally what we're going to do about it. And keep them updated, right? that that touch may be a multiple touch point conversation. It might be, here's the plan. And then a couple of weeks, we've made progress on the plan, and here's what that progress looks like. But you get the picture. Um, it's about making sure that we tell them what we're going to do, we do it. We explain to them we're doing it and help them understand why, when, and how. And then the last touch, that I have is usually a touch um, a touch point where I am expressing thanks and acknowledgement for the team contributions for the team impacts. Ultimately, trying to help people understand that it's not just learning and developed. It's not just the the LND team's responsibility to come up with all learning for the entire company. All employees have a voice. All employees should be actively contributing to help us understand what it is we're supposed to to do for them. And so when people do contribute, when they raise their hand, when they get feedback, I like to always make sure I recognize the feedback, recognize the engagement. Goes back to that relationship, it goes back to the building of trust and solidifying learning and development's role as a strategic business partner. (laughs) t <laughs> t